Welcome everybody to another episode of Grounded Gang TV. Today we got a very special episode. We got the Scare Money CEO himself on the day. But without further ado, I'm gonna let him introduce himself so he can tell so he can tell us a little bit more about his brand, um, what he's got going on and where he's going. For sure, what's going on, man? It's uh Chris, you know, Scare Money CEO. Scare Money don't make money, been doing it for about I've uh, been doing this brand going on three years next year, man. Got a lot of big things coming, man. A lot of growth, a lot of diverse items on the site. So, you know, just tap in with me whenever you get a chance. For sure, bro. We appreciate you. Um, His links and stuff will, will be down in the description as well as linked on the website once it's updated. Um, but today here, uh, bro, is first of all, it's a pleasure to have you here, man. This interview I've been looking to get for, honestly, since I bumped into you, I really fuck with what you got going on um, and your merchandise, bro. I just fuck with the the progression, how you do things, keep it simple, but just it's effective and it's efficient. So I, I, I've learned a lot from you. So hopefully today um, through talking about your story and getting to know a little bit more about you, um, everybody else can learn something more from you. So that, man, I appreciate that, my brother. Hey, hey, my brother. You know, you know what I'm saying? Good brothers need to know, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. But so where did it all start from, bro? I'm like, uh, can you give us a little bit more about your background? Like where you're from and what were and how was growing up? Uh, I'm from Georgia, man. Uh, I'm a, from a small little country town in Georgia called Perry. Um, growing up was smooth, man. Two parent household. You know, I ain't really, you know, I was into sports like that. Just um, had a little brother, little sister to look after. Or, uh, you know, kind of just like look over when, uh, when my parents was, you know, just doing parent shit or doing adult shit, just working. So um, I had a pretty regular childhood, bro. Everything was straight. Always been a hustler, man. I used to cut grass. You know, uh, I cut grass for my father's business. Then get done with that. Take one of his other mowers and then cut my own yards and just break him off a cut for the gas. And, you know, just for using his stuff. So. Man, I've been hustling basically. I've been hustling most of my life for real, bro. I'm just always trying to sell something. Always trying to, you know, come up. Never been a one income type of dude, man. Just always been on some, you know, you got to have a house on the back up just in case the main plan ain't going how it's supposed to go type shit. Hell yeah. So it's, man, I for sure, like, getting your own side business on top of having a side business, that's already, that's blessings. That's real hustler spirit. So, what what growing up influenced you to be like that? Was it observing like your parents' work ethic, or was it more pop culture? You feel me? Like like what really? What where do you think you got that hustle spirit from? Well, it wasn't pop culture because growing up for real, we ain't even really like they ain't even really kind of let us watch stuff like that. Like, true, growing up, I ain't really listening to no rap music. I ain't listening to uh, you know what I'm saying the internet wasn't that big, YouTube wasn't that big, so it wasn't really too much outside influence. I wouldn't hang around no dope boys and no shit like that for real. Nobody. It was just, um, I always wanted stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always was in the fashions. I always wanted wanted kicks. Uh, when I was in high school, we rocked dunks and it was easy to get. You know, you could uh, go to the skate shop, get your fat dunks for $180. And, um, you know, they always going to be there when you go back. So I was just hustling because I wanted to have things and just, you know, I like having money in my pocket. So, a lot of times when you're a kid, only time you got some money in your pocket is on your birthday. And I like having money in my pocket all the time. So, you know, just 
you know, I, just, I, I decided to work with my dad. Well, I didn't really decide. I had to work with my yeah, dad. Yeah, at first, yeah, it started out. Yeah, but then Shit, you started to enjoy it, though. No, hell no. I ain't turning nothing out. I enjoyed it. I hated cutting grass. <laughs> cutting grass sucked. I mean, it was cool. You know, it was what it was. But I, I hated cutting grass. I'll never do that shit again. Matter of fact, if all else fell, I'm talking about every single thing else fell, I'll I pick up a lawnmower and get it out the mud. But no, I hated cutting grass, bro. And I had to do it basically all of high school, bro. I was jealous of folks that worked at McDonald's and shit. I'm like, damn, they get to work a regular job. Air conditioning you know, and shit. You know, None of that shit. Yeah, bro. Only time I get AC is in the coat in the truck. So, yeah, it wasn't too much of that, bro. I, I did not like working for bro. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I appreciate yeah. you keep the hundred, man. A lot of niggas be trying to cap like, yeah, man, I love that shit. <laughs> man, that shit sucks. Nah, it it taught me a lot about work ethic, though. Working for my father, for sure. like, just because, um, like, bro, literally since I was nine years old, we used to be out. Cutting grass, like he'll he'll be cutting grass. We'll be in the yard picking up pine cones and shit on a Saturday, bro. So it wasn't no just oh it's Saturday we finna play games all day. Nah, bro, we had to grind. Picking up pine cones, picking up trash out folks' yard. But from there, uh, I joined the military and same shit. Just always kind of had a hustle going on, just because you know the check really went in that him for it still ain't hitting for that much. So you know just always had some extra going on. Um, I was out in Japan. I started delivering food to people because people would be on the boat. Um, they'd be on the ship. I'm in the Navy, so people would be on the ship and they had no way to get no food to them. So I'd do that. Boom. Delivering food on base. I got the shit on lock. I'm the only nigga doing this shit. So everybody hit me up. Everybody knew my face off of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Other folks started doing it, but people always fought with me the most because I really was the coldest at that shit. But I'm saying all that to say I've been hustling and um one day in 2020, I was taking a shower one day and in my head I just heard scared money don't make money. It just popped in my head. I jumped out of the shower, put it in my notes, finished doing what I was doing. It wasn't no song, it wasn't nothing. It just I heard it in my head and I saw I saw the uh I saw the logo in my head. So I got my dog to draw it. I mean got my dog to put the logo together and shit ever since February 2020, a nigga been rolling, man. Just trying to get this shit to the next motherfucking level. Man, that's that's a hell of a journey, bro. And this and it's I, I fuck with it because it's it's one built on principles and values. Like you said, you didn't you didn't grow up with a lot of pop culture influence. So it's real stuff that's really hardcore instilled in your core. Like this is who you were gonna be. And it's and it just it just happened to uh create itself as, you know what I'm saying, what you run in the brand. You, bro, your journey is your hustler, bro. Respect, money. Like, you get to it, man. Get to it. Definitely, bro. But, exactly. Okay, so so you hit us with the, you feel me, the fruition of thought, you know what I'm saying, the manifestation of the brand. So, what, what were the next steps you took after getting that logo drawn? Like, what were the, what were the next things you were, like, in your head, which uh, applying your hustle spirit, like, bro, what the fuck do I need to do to make this shit a reality? Yeah, I really just kind of, I always been a crash dummy as far as like trying stuff. So, uh, I just immediately figured out, I'm like, okay, well, I want this is my logo, cool. So now I gotta find somebody to do it. And growing up, I always rock, uh, Carhartt. Just 
I ain't gonna say growing up, just kind of in my adulthood. Cause my, yeah, just like when you started always, selecting your own fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so growing up, my father, he, like I said, he used to work outside, so he always had some car heart. Like, bro's a hard working dude, you know, working on cars, working on four wheelers, just working. So, bro, he used to be outside, and, you know, they, they make quality they make quality clothing. So, um, once I started copying my own shit, I'm a simple dude. I like simple colors. So, I just kind of gravitated toward their pocket tees. And that, that's kind of like what I would be known for. That'd be like my sweat. Like, before it came became popular as hell, I always kind of just rock Carhartt tees. So I just kind of like really, I just really like what it does for the brands. Like, or just in general, as hardworking folks, it's kind of like a known, like, okay, you got that Carhartt on, but do, do you be doing Carhartt shit? Like, you yeah, know I do all type of stuff. So, so yeah, anyway, bringing that back. I started my first, I did my first blanks on Carhartt tees. So I went to this place, you know, I did, did my research, went to this place and they, you know, they, um, I did it, did my first design on Carhartt tees and people was fucking with them. Like, it started out my first friends, really, it was really my close friend. I was putting it out to everybody, but at first it was just my close friends that uh, shot with me. And um, no folks out there forever. Like they always got access to my first, to drops first. Anything I put out, they got access to it well before anybody else. But, so, I put that out, and I, you know, just kind of started exploring, learning more. Okay, you know, don't go to this person. They charge it too much. All right, this person lives far as hell, so every time you want to get something done, it's going to be a little bit more work. Or this person, you know, they'll let you do smaller quantities. And, and you know, just kind of learning. As you, know, you what, go. What's like, like, yeah, like, 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 okay, like you're learning. You're not look like you're doing research, but the only thing you're really researching is what I need to do. Like, what's my next step? So it's like, you yeah, get a step, you just lay another brick, you just keep going. Not not a lot yeah. of weight. Yeah, it was never like I never was stagnant on the brand, just sitting and researching and researching. I'm like, bro, I'm just spending bread and doing like. And at first, I ain't really, you know, I ain't really sell my stuff out. Stuff will sit for months at a time, man. That come with it, you know, you just gotta, you know, you just kind of gotta adjust like, okay, I, I dropped too many of this size, they weren't really fucking with me like that in this size, so I don't really have no customer base for this size yet, all right, so I'm gonna do less of those rather than drop five small t-shirts, I'm gonna do one small t-shirt. Like, you know what, I'm not doing no small t-shirt. Everybody like this shit oversized, <laughs> and like, you know, typically if you wear a small t-shirt, you're probably a woman, so a woman can wear something a little bigger anyway, so it's whatever. So, you know, just adjusting like that and kind of just been, you know, just really, I, I've been freestyling a lot with it. Like, I got plans, but I don't really have, like, two definite plans. It's kind of, like, got guidelines. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing for fall, winter, this, this, this. I might have a list of, like, ten things. I do six of them, and the rest of them I just freestyle, come up with some shit on the spot and drop them. So... I, I feel like I feel like that's a good way to go about it. It keeps it it keeps it authentic, and it, and it keeps it fun. It, it definitely sounds like like you have a lot of fun doing like with your brand. Like you like you said like you just spending money and doing it. So it sounds like in your process you really enjoy the act of building the brand, the act of reaching people, and the act of just providing them with any with anything. And I think that just goes back to your background, bro. That's just I think that just your hustle spirit coming through and really showcasing itself. 
Definitely, bro. And it's always been about like um high quality shit. Like what I was saying with the Carhartt tees, those tees are probably like so typically somebody get a clothing brand, your your blank might cost anywhere from three to five dollars. It's gonna be a cheap ass t-shirt. I came out the gate with the Carhartt. So niggas know I ain't selling you nothing cheap. Like the tee by itself costs like seventeen dollars. And then you got to pay to get the print on there, get the screen print on both sides. So it's like, I came out the gate charging like $55 for tees. So it's like, you know, when you saw me, don't ever expect to have nothing cheap because I'm, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in the, yeah, yeah, you know, but, but, but I'm really but trying you're to. sourcing quality you know product, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I haven't heard of too many brands that start out, especially on something as quality as Carhartt. And I would, I, yeah. I do want to ask you a question on that. Take us through. You already took us. You already took us through Carhartt. Take us through the quality versus quantity debate because I feel like this is a a big divider in in branding, especially like streetwear style branding nowadays. Having good quality materials versus materials that anybody can get. So like Sheen and Fashion Nova versus finer stuff. I don't, I don't want to say like no super fine stuff. But we can just say it for the sake of example. Yeah. versus like Versace. You know what I'm saying? Versus, so, like, take us through that. Take us through the thread and how. Take us through what you're looking for when you're looking so for. So it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Like, uh, I just, I, I believe in. I ain't gonna say I believe in sustainable clothing, but I really want you to. I, I, I've shot with a lot of brands that had cheap stuff, like people that weren't really locked in on their brand. Like, I just kind of, oh, I'm just, I'm really just doing something. Like, okay, let me try out. A clothing brand. It's like people going into it not really wanting to last for real. But I'm in this shit to last. So it's always been about, you know, I I, I don't want you, I don't want to buy your shirt, rock it one time, and then by the time I pull it out the washing coat, pull, pull it out the washing machine, the shirt all wrinkled up and the design then started fading a little bit. And you know, it's it's a, it got a real plasticky feel on the design. So I ain't gonna never rock the tee again. Or if I do use the tee again, it's probably just gonna be a workout shirt, but I ain't never gonna put a fit on with it. Every time I sell somebody some shit, I'm like, okay, you can step out in this tee. You can chill in this tee. Whatever you wanna do with it, you can do it. You know? So I just really kind of pride myself on, you know, I spend that extra bread. I spend the extra bread on the more premium blanks, you know, on, on the on the stuff that I know is gonna last. I, you know. I use a lot of embroidery because embroidery lasts. Like, you know, I, I want your hoodie to last. I don't Especially want you to wear your hoodie. heavy you know? qualities. Yeah. So most of my hoodie, then actually every single one of my hoodies, I use embroidery just because it lasts way longer than the screen print. And, you know, I want you to rock this anytime you feel like putting a hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? I got people still rocking my first hoodie from a couple years ago. Um... So it's That's like, hard. you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to be around, bro. Like, I'm trying to be around. So I ain't really, I, I could, I'll take that dollar because it'll probably be way easier. I got so many designs, bro. So it'll be, it'll be way easier probably if I just got a $5 tee, get a $3 tee, put a $5 design on and sell it for a dub. I could probably get a lot of those off. I'll probably get a lot of first-time customers. Will I get a lot of returning customers? Probably not. And it just, you know what I'm saying? I, I just never want to be, I always, anytime you buy something from me, I know you're going to shop again because my shit hard. Like, it's great quality. Like, 
the socks I sell, bro. These the best socks you gonna get. Yeah, I charge twenty six dollars ship for them. Twenty two dollars, four dollars to ship them. That's how much I charge. It's a lot, but people pay it and they don't say nothing about it. Like you probably be on the like on the on the site. Damn, these some expensive socks. Get a pair. I never nobody ever told me that was expensive after they bought them. Nobody said shit to me about them being expensive. It's just like, hey, I love these socks. Man, I got I'm, folks send me pictures two times, two times in the same week, rocking one pair of socks. That's good business are. though, bro. That's yeah. that's the that's the like it's damn near like nurture versus nature and psychology. It's like quality versus quantity. When you provide people with a quality product, they know it's gonna cost a little bit more because that's what quality costs. But as long as it's quality and, and you and your designs is fresh and they and they love it and they love being a part of your, uh, your movement and what you got going on, to them it's an investment. It's an investment in their wardrobe, and 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 that's what I'm getting from your story. It's, it, you're creating a clothing investment because I, I always I always notice how you was kind of in uh, like vintage style, like NASCAR style tees, vintage you know colorways, vintage sports team stuff. So I wonder if you almost trying to create that type of feel right now. Like you really want to look up. Do you, like, do you really want to look up 20 years from now and see people still rocking your shit because it's just that high quality? Most definitely. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. That's, that's the plan, bro. And I kind of being into vintage kind of inspired that I didn't use some vintage blanks a few times. I had some camo shirts. I did those on vintage. Like I just, you well, know, that's hard. I always that's hard. been on that. I always been on that. You know, I want shit to be built to last. So, I I really fuck with vintage because of that. Like that's kind of that. That's been a huge inspiration. Cause I used to really before I started my brand, that's really all I would rock. So, majority of the time, I'm rocking my own brand or some vintage. But nowadays, it's really just a homie's brand for my shit for real. Or yeah, I'll so, so now you starting to here and not again. Yeah, yeah. So you still you so you sticking to your fundamentals, but now that you're now that you're advancing to a point to where you know you're creative, you're establishing your lane, you're connecting with your friends. What has that journey been like? What is that? What is that network? How has that been? How does that feel to be able to have your own established lane and be able to fuck with somebody that you already fuck with and show love to them and y'all show love together? And specifically, um, I, I don't wanna, I don't want to pronounce it wrong, but I think the the new money collab you had. Uh, yeah, take us, take us yeah. through that. Take us through that a little bit. Let's talk about that collab. So, um, that's that's one of my good homies I met out here in Jacksonville. His name's Hootie, and his brand is called Numa. P N E U M A, uh, like a breath of life. That's that's what his brand stands for. That's hard. Right. Yeah. So we went with the new money because so last year, well, this year, bro. Literally the whole summer, me and bros running it up, doing odd jobs off this app called Thumbtack. So we just hustling. And we just like, bro, like, nigga, we done made so much bread together. We might as well collab on some brand shit. So he's like, all right, cool. And I, you know, I came up with it, new money. Like, Numa, scared money, new money. But, it, you know, it got that P-N-E-U on it. So, yeah, that's, that's where we was at with it. And it was just like on some... You know, we try. You know, we we experimented with a with a few different color palettes, just trying to you know just trying to put two colors that you don't typically see together together, man. You yeah, know, really, just, just trying to find like synergy. Yeah, trying to just trying to be abstract. Like might might take a dull color, mix it with a bright color, something like that. And yeah. um, 
Yeah, that, that's my dog, bro. So that collab was a lot of fun, bro. We did that this summer. Um, we actually got those tees in store. Like those, we got those tees available in this um vintage store that one of my other homies on. But um, collaborating and just networking has been a huge part of like my growth this year. Like I kind of made it. I just made it a point the last few months to just be more, just put myself out there more. Like anytime I go anywhere and I got a fit on, a scary money fit on, I'm walking up to folks, I'm walking up to pretty women, I'm walking up to niggas that can dress. I'm like, if, if you got some Carhartt on, I'm saying something, you got some cool shoes on, you got a cool shirt, you got anything on that look like something that I would go with what I rock or what I sell, I'm walking up like, hey, you know, I like your fit, I like your style. I got a clothing brand. Check it out. Boom. Um, you know, they follow the page. They might cop some a week from them. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's organic, like that, bro. That's organic. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no advertising like word of mouth. Yeah, like, I, I use... I, I get a lot of sales. I get a majority of my sales probably t- through Twitter and Instagram, but I'm really just trying to tap in locally, bro. There's, there's a lot of brands out here. They have a lot of motion and just like everywhere I go throughout the city, I see them boy. I just see somebody with one of their hats on. So I just love that. And I'm like, I want that kind of love every single place I go. So like I said, I do that shit out here in Jacksonville. I just was out in San Diego doing that, just networking, talking to folks. I pull up and everywhere I go, I got some shit on hand. Like if I go anywhere, I got some socks in my backpack. I got a hat. I might have a t-shirt, a beanie. Something somebody gonna want something out of this bag. So every time I go somewhere, as an ex, as an extrovert, it's easier to do that though. Like I'm pretty good at talking to people, and I also did, um, I did some multi level marketing when I was like 22. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to call it pyramid scheme. It wasn't no scheme. Like we was legit selling. We was selling something that's worth having. But, well, what, what what products was it? Like what products? What industry? So basically, it was in the vacation industry. It's like um, you basically pay like a monthly fee, and that fee toward the end of the year it goes toward the vacation. So like, just say your fee is like twenty five dollars a month. All that twenty five that you spend it is gonna it's gonna go into a vacation. You can take that off. So it's like say it's seven hundred dollars. Uh, twenty five times twelve. So it's gonna be two fifty off. So it it might be. 450 after that or some shit like that. I don't remember exactly how it went, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're about right. Yeah, so we're selling people on trips. But it's like, at that point, I'm a I'm an E3 around a bunch of broke-ass niggas that's the same rank as me. So I'm just like, man, this ain't really a place for that. So, you know, I did it for like a year, but I took my... I just took the, took the experience from it, like... Because I literally approached everybody I knew, like my friends, you know, folks I ain't talked to on Facebook in years. And I'm trying to sell them some shit. So I just learned very quickly what no feels like. So the concept of no at this point, you it kinda, don't mean shit. Yeah. The word. Like, like the you word desensitized no. yourself to it. You kind of trained yeah. yourself to not worry about it and not be fearful of it. Literally, bro. The word no is just, okay, keep it moving. Like, you tell me no, I'm going to keep it moving. Boom, I'm on to the next person, same pitch. I'm a, you know, I'm taking my notes. Like, okay, I said this. That's Maybe, maybe I won't do this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll do that. I'll just use this terminology or whatever. Or okay, I'll just have some shit on me rather than, you know, pulling out a card 
and you know, you take the card and walk off and don't say nothing else. I got a dot card now. So I'm just gonna hold this out. You scan that, it take you straight to my Instagram. You're gonna follow the page. So that I'll dot you know, need that sponsorship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just taking um really just taking advantage of those lessons. Or, you know, just taking advantage learning the just you know learning taking advantage of the experience notes. like yeah like experience, going through yeah. the experience and then kind of filing and taking notes because that, that's kind of that's a big reason why i do the podcast because yeah. to, to me i'm real big on knowledge and the only i feel like the only way for you to ever get close to knowing everything is through people because you'll never learn everything because you can never experience everything so when you talk to people and you got to sell things to people it's the only thing in this world that's going to teach you how to deal with people no matter what because you gonna get people to tell you no some people might get mad at you you feel me it's gonna be all type of shit so what honestly what was the what was the biggest lesson you learned from that what was the single most important sales lesson you learned from your time doing that marketing really just um i would say the biggest lesson i learned is just don't take it personal like just don't don't take nothing personal. It's all like it's all it's it's just a numbers game. Like you literally you, you treat it like it's a numbers game and just keep it moving, bro. Like that's that's kind of really it for real. That's that's the it was only one lesson for real that I learned. Just you know, people gonna tell you no, fuck it, keep moving, try try somebody else, whatever. Like if you if you got the product, bro, it's gonna get off. And I know my shit hard, so I know it's gonna get off. So it, I don't even really be worried about that. It's way easier for me to sell merch nowadays than it is to sell vacation. Cause it's like, nigga, you don't know the next time you going on a trip, but you know the next time you wear some socks tomorrow. So, ah, that's real shit though. Yeah. That's real shit. Yeah. So, you know, like, huh? Like I, I, my bad. I hit mute. I said, you know, the next time you're trying to go out, like you know, the next time you're trying to get fresh, what you want in the closet, and I got something for exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's kind of that's really the main thing I learned from it, bro. Just and just getting out in front of folks, bro. That's it. People be having a lot of fear with that. Like, they not they scared to, just scared to you know deal with random people like just. Why would I deal with somebody that I don't have to deal with? That's that's what they be thinking. Like, okay, I don't have to walk up. This, I don't know these people, so I ain't. I'm not gonna talk to them. Like, but bro, that just being able to talk to random people can get you into a lot of doors, bro. Like, bro, I'm finna get my stuff. I'm finna get my um my brand put inside the yoga studio that I go to, bro. Just because I go there and talk about the brand and I show love, like I, you know, and those are the best partnerships. That's organic yeah. because it's it's or it's built off of being human. Because it's, it's yeah. like you said, it's a lot of people. A lot of people know it's a numbers game, but they think the only way to win the numbers game is to like depersonalize. And nah, bro, it's like you cannot take things personal and still be personable, like and be able to connect with people. You don't gotta do it no one way. You can do both, like you're saying, bro. You can you can talk to somebody even if you don't have to talk to them because who the fuck is saying you don't have to. Like and who the fuck cares? You you never know what you'll get if you open the door. But if you keep the door closed all the time, of course you ain't gonna see the sun shining, nigga. No, right. So so, so I, I'm glad I, I do I appreciate you for for making that clear because I I know honestly I'm I'm a young nigga so that's something that I've been struggling with. That's something that I've been struggling with myself and I've been learning this the same lessons as 
opening up with people and opening up the door and, and just doing things just because will get you a lot further than trying to plan and do everything specifically. Yeah, bro. Sometimes you just got to get out there and just do, bro. People like, there's so much shit that, you know, people always got these tips and tricks, but bro, at the end of the day, you're going to have to put the work in, bro. You're going to have to, you just going to have to build on something. You're going to have to have, you just going to have to be consistent and work. Like, once you figure that out, it's like, okay, now I got to figure out how to work smarter, work more efficiently. But niggas don't even get to that part, bro. You, you People be scared to work for real. Yeah, and, so, and, and it is a progression. It, it is like like you said, nowadays, I'm because I'm seeing it with myself and some you know some bad habits I got, but just with in my peers, is that we think that we get to skip the hard work to to work smart. But now you gotta work hard before you can work smart because working hard is what's really gonna teach you how to work smart. Like like you said, because you're a perfect example of that. Everything you said now, you've you've been doing it, you've been hustling and shit since you was cutting grass. You in reality got uh, excuse, how, how old are you today, bro? 26. In, in reality, bro, you got at least a decade. Let's just say you've been cutting grass since 16. We know you've been doing it before that. You got at least a decade of hard work already built up before now you're advancing on to networking and, and using your personality and changing your approach and way to do things. But you've been grinding way before then. And, but it's the grind, it's the journey that you went on while you were just working hard that taught you how to work smart. Definitely, bro. And just, you know, um, yeah, you got it, bro. That's, that's it, for real. But I, you know what I'm saying? That's why that's why I appreciate you being open about it. Because there's a lot of a lot of people nowadays are trying to put up smoke and mirrors to attract the most attention. And yeah, I don't I don't think that's a healthy thing all the time because it it, it play it gives people unrealistic expectations. Yeah, bro. Like you you just gotta look at that shit with a grain of salt, bro. Like everybody yeah. A majority of the people that you looking up to that's flexing, bro, niggas not be having it like that, bro. Like a lot of these people be cows. You can't even really you can't even really be worried about that shit. Like, bro, just focus, focus on your own mission, like, and just take that shit with a grain of everything you see, bro, take it with a grain of salt, bro. Unless you really know these folks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause bro, social media is a facade. Like bro, it's some of that a, shit, real, shit ain't real. Yeah, it's all a majority of this shit fake, bro. So just don't, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta keep your head down, and not worry about the next nigga mission and stay on your own, you know what I'm saying, process. And along the way, yeah. And, and along the way, life will life will put the right people ahead of you if you're doing the right work. Definitely, bro. And yeah. and and who are some of those right people that you've been bumping into? We we know about your boy over there at Numa. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. We know about your boy over there in Numa, but who are some people that you have been really blown away with, like at connecting with them, just on some real, just organic shit that may have grown into something else? I'll just say, like, some of those people I don't really deal with anymore. Like, um, the the last the last woman I dealt with, she was really super inspiring for me. Like, um, Shawty was a business coach. Um, so just seeing, just knowing the type of wavelength she was on, and she, she really gave me a lot of game too, like, just, you know, just being better about business and just kind of, you know, learning how to be professional in some senses. So she really taught me a lot. Um, unfortunately, that situation never lasted, but, you know, shout out, shout out to Tierra Miles, man. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely played a good, played a good effect on it. But, hey, um, hey, that's real, bro. That's real that you can, you know what I mean? That you can take what's positive from it and let it be positive. Like, respect to you, my nigga. I ain't a lot. That's, that's a real, that's a real yeah. grown man shit. So it's her, uh, my dog, uh, my dog, Jig. My boy, um, his brand is called The Jig Is Up. Um, my boy, Naps. Naps Whipping. He, uh, that boy is Chef. So, bro, bro, he having a lot of motion in the city with his Chef shit. So he kind of in that same creative scene. He literally creating plays. So that boy been snapping. Uh, my boy Jig that I just mentioned, he also has a brand. He he kind of like he does a lot of my screen printing. So it's just kind of like um, really all my homies that are kind of in this area in the creative scene. Like we all be inspiring each other. Like we they be sending each other helpful shit throughout the day. It's like inspirational shit. Just tapping in with each other. Like we all shop with each other. Bless. We all, you know, we we kind of been we we've been like growing off each other's network. Like, them boys will put me on. They'll introduce me to some of their homeboys. I'll get a sale, and then I'll get introduced to one of they or they they'll get introduced to one of my friends, and they get a sale. Like, I got homies in like people I grew up with that's in Texas right now, shopping with my boy out here off the strength of me. Like that shit crazy. Yeah, so y'all, y'all, y'all really use y'all bond to to build. Yeah, definitely, bro. Yeah, definitely, bro. Like, and you should always do that. Um, always, always, always. You always gotta because money and things, bro, is cool. But the people you enjoyed it, you enjoyed the journey with, and that you enjoyed the things with are just are just if not more important. Like the people around you is, is one of the most important things about life, and we can never, you know, what I'm saying we can never leave that off of success. Success is having healthy relationships on top of having healthy, good business motion. Anybody can run a business, but take it take a real person, you know what I'm saying, build real good bonds and connections and maintain them. Yeah. Also, I, I definitely agree. Also, my good, my, uh, one of my best homies, um, Dre Space. Okay, shout um, out his, his brand, Yeah, his brand is called LPL, like Live a Prosperous Lifestyle. We got a collab dropping sometime next year, too. Okay, that's my dog, man. He uh bro been selling he started selling merch in like 2018. And um he kinda he kinda you know just got distracted with shit. Life happened and now he back back revamped and he kinda learns bro learned from a lot of my lessons. Like since I kinda got a little bit more experience with the brand shit, I've been just kinda like sewing into my dog and just, you know, kind of trying to push him in the right direction as well. Not on no big brush it. But but just using your experience to 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 yeah. kind of light the path for him a little bit. Yeah, make yeah, you know what I'm saying? Using my experience to make the next home journey a, a little easier. And he, you know, he all uh, he take my lesson. He always providing good input too. Like, you know, just it shit really, you know, that's the homie. Like I I hit him up, be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm finna go to this event. Just fit like it just fit as someone else, like this fit straight. Like you think people gonna wanna talk to me type shit if I got this on or and then he'll be like, Oh no, nah, you might wanna try them shoes, some shit like that. So it's just, you know, me and my own be kinda like styling each other type shit, like just trying to make sure everybody's straight, bro. And that's that's my dog, man. I'm, that's that's like one of my day ones at this point. And I met I really got locked in with bro like two years ago, but I feel like I feel like we've been cool our whole adult lives type shit. So <laughs> damn, you know, that's a that's a real deal. Yeah. 
So what would you say? So now that now that we've really got a real bro, we've got a beautiful picture of your journey, man, down for everything. What is the what is the thing you're most thankful for? With with scared money as a journey and where it's taking you and where it's connecting. What is the one thing you're most thankful for? Uh man, I'm just I'm thankful for like just having I'm just thankful for consistency, bro. Like, um at this point it's like I've been doing it for three years, bro, and I'm kind of just watching the shit grow, watching watching more people fuck with my shit, watching, you know, people that's been watching this whole time start copping stuff. Um, you know, people just lending their hand out just to see where they can help me at. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm thankful for the whole process, bro. I'm super thankful for social media, bro. Man, yeah, I've been running themselves up on Twitter and Instagram. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, man. So about social media, bro, like, um, I ain't gonna lie, I've been funny on the internet for a long time. Don't worry about a thousand times. Real Twitter for shit. Yeah, like, but it's like people don't even capitalize on that shit, bro. Like at first I ain't capitalized on it. It's like, bro, you getting all these retweets, all these likes, nothing to sell. So shit, when I started my brand. Or really, matter of fact, even before I started my brand, I had started putting Robinhood links under there. Like, a nigga was on the stocks heavy. So, you know, when I'm going viral, I'm like, bro, I need to sell something because them ad folks, you know, they don't hit you up for every single tweet. So I'm like, bro, if this tweet start blowing up, I'm putting a link under there. Robinhood, uh, Coinbase, something. So I started putting Robinhood under there. I made a few hundred off that shit, bro. Like, people just signing up for a stock, come up with a little Hey, I'm Chris, you know, and this, I don't know, just try to segue it, like, you know, oh, this Yeah, just like transition, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, the joke funny, but ain't that funny about, you know, losing your money. Every time you, <laughs> you know, every time you throw your money in the savings rather than an investment, you lose whatever the fuck. I don't know, some shit like that. So, I just started dropping a Robin Hood link under there, and I'm, I'm, I started getting paid off that shit. And it's like, it ain't instant, but it's like, you know, whenever they do sign up, I just go through and check, boom, 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 $10 here, $5 there, $6 here, $3 there. That shit started adding up over time. So that was really my first way of doing it. Like, and um, Jesse the chef, man, long little Jesse, he was the biggest, like, self-promo. Long little guy, bro. fucking like, chef, man. Yeah, man. So uh, self-promo, bro, is basically riding your own dick, bro. So... You just gotta, you gotta be your biggest fan. So the Jesse way he did it, he was like, you know, he's a celebrity chef. So you got a viral ass tweet. Okay, put a picture of you and a cele and celebrities you kicked with. Oh, I don't cook for these folks. You know, I'm Jesse. I'm a celebrity chef. This is what I do. Boom, you got pictures, 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 examples. Cool. All right, this nigga seem like a cool person. Let me follow, bro. Let me tap in with the page. Shit, you might be a celebrity. And you just, okay, damn, bro, celebrity show, cool. I got a little bread. Boom, tap in with, bro. Y'all exchange information. Now he done got a sell. He done got a customer off your ass. So I'm like, all right, I like this method. So I started doing the same shit. I'm like, okay, cool. Go viral. Boom, I'm Chris. This is my brand, Scared Money. Check it out. Tag the brand. Put the link in the bio. Pictures underneath. You know what I'm saying? Good-ass pictures of people. They got their fits on. I got the Scared Money looking fresh, like, professional, all type of shit. So I just, you know, I, I've been using that method. 
I've been doing that for a little minute, and now it's finally starting to get to the point where people copping like straight from that link. Like it used to be, people uh people will follow the page, and then they'll eventually cop some. But now people just going straight to that junk and copping shit off there. Like Black Friday, Black Friday weekend, bro. I, probably, I made like two hundred fifty dollars off of a tweet, bro. Like off of Thanksgiving tweet, and it was the dumbest shit ever, bro. Like it was. I don't even remember the tweet, bro. But I'm like, okay, cool. This bit going up. Let me put this promo out. So you feel me? Go, go grab another plate. Came yeah. back with some orders, man. Yeah, put a little 18% discount. And, you know, put the link under the tweet. Once I saw it had like 500 likes, I'm like, oh, yeah, this bitch going up. So, you know, you just got to plug yourself, bro. Like, if you're a funny person, use that shit to your advantage, bro. Like, I, whenever I go, like, I, I be going to, I ain't going to say viral on Instagram, but Sometimes my Instagram be hitting too, like, and I look at my views every single day. I don't know why I just look at my views. So if I'm noticing my story got a whole I, that's bunch normal of views, you feel me? Yeah, I'm knowing, I'm noticing my story going up. I'm gonna start posting merch and putting the link, you know, putting the putting the link to the brand, putting the link to the site on there, so, so you can see like, okay, okay, that look cool. Let me check it out because people naturally know you. They gonna click and see what you got going on. They look at your profile <laughs> okay. anyway, so. You know what I'm saying? It's just a method that I use to, you know, just build my customer base, bro. Like, so essentially, like, like for you to get new customers, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? You go viral, whether you like to use humor, so you go viral, and then you just consistently self-promote yourself. So instead of paying somebody else to advertise for you, do the same thing, a page that's drawn a lot of traffic, you just create your own traffic and use it. And you just do it can consistently and how long and just to keep to keep people's standards realistic they're listening to this how long did it take for once you started implementing that method for you just like you said for you start seeing just straight sales conversions probably i'd say probably well over a year from the link to straight sales i said i said a little over a year i don't okay. know how many times i went viral in that year but that's I say, just you know, you just gotta be consistent with it. Obviously, you know, work on your pitch. It's all about how you, how, you know, how you write your copy. Just you know, gotta have a, just gotta have a smooth transition to have have your shit looking good. You are gonna get them sell. So yeah, man. Just gotta stay with it because because it's definitely. Do you look at it as like a compound interest thing? Like like even if I'm not like Black Friday, like you said, you got two hundred fifty dollars off one tweet. So now in your head, are you like, well, shit? I'm going to just keep going because next one I might get $500 off a tweet. Is that how you look at it? Do you look at it as almost like an investment into your advertising budget? Uh, Not necessarily because I don't really – I ain't a lot – at this point, I've never done paid marketing. I, I did it one time. I paid a, I paid a, a nigga on IG $100 to repost my shit on his story. I ain't made no bread off that shit. Um, so <laughs> I probably shit. just – I probably just do, I'll, I'll do some targeted ads, but um, at this point, bro, it's really just, it ain't really no way to calculate going viral, bro. It's just, so it don't, sometimes, some people never go viral, but I happen to do that shit a lot just because, you know, I'm a Twitter veteran nigga that had many accounts over a thousand followers. So it's like, you know, I kind of just, I know the system a little bit. I kind of know what to say to make shit blow up. And I don't, every time I go viral, I don't do it because I'm like, okay, just say I go viral off some hate shit. Like I had a Juice World tweet a while back. I went viral off that. Man, them niggas will probably go to my site, 
and be on my shit talking about so fuck you and you know I ain't we ain't buying none of your ugly merch. You disrespected our goat type shit like that. So yeah, so you don't definitely do know, it for everything. Like you, you definitely pick your audience. poison type shit. Yeah, like um, yeah. Somebody somebody actually went to my site at like five in the morning and called me the N word because of one of my tweets. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me just take that shit. Down. I ain't yeah. Nah. Damn, <laughs> that's it. Hell of a bro. Yeah, it was. Hey, you know, lesson. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Like. I said what I said and I admit it, but you know, I ain't gonna get the brand involved in that shit, bro. Like, you know, I just deleted the tweet. I admit it though. So if you see that tweet, I still <laughs> But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Stand on it. So yeah, still bro. stand on it, but I you know what I'm saying? You don't need no collateral damage. No, nah, definitely not, bro. So this is really about how you play it, bro. Like you just it, it, it ain't no reason you should have an active following and not be selling something, bro. Like, man, you got, I'll just say, like, um, that Quinn Blackwell girl, she was on Instagram. Well, she, she fine. She quirky. Like, she, she, I ain't gonna lie, shawty corny as hell. Shawty corny as hell. <laughs> but she got a nice ass body, bro. So it's like, she started doing OnlyFans and I guess this shit going off. So it's like, even if even if it's your body, bro, you gotta have something to sell. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to have something to sell, bro. Don't don't just be using your brand just to sit and laugh at jokes all day. Nigga, try to make some money off that shit. Like, all right, get off your. I, ass. I just don't. It don't even make sense to me, bro. Like to have a brand. Like whether you call it a brand, it's like okay, you you know you tweet. You got at that point, it style. is though, bro. It is yeah, like it's it, your personal brand. It's just a digital one. Yeah. Like, bro, you got. Once you get over like a thousand, five thousand followers, man, you are a brand, bro. Like people, when people see your tweets, they're like, "Oh, here go X, Y, Z again." Like, yeah. So like you, I, you, I just think people should take advantage of that, bro. Like, study folks on, bro. People care. People care about what you got to say, or you know, they at least they showing they giving you attention in what you're saying. So like, you know, make some shit shake off that, bro. You you I, use you know, what you I'm have probably, to get what you want. Yeah, ebook coming one of these days. I don't know when, but hey, you man. know what I'm saying. If niggas want it, I sell. I sell it. Man, well, streets need that. Streets need yeah. it. Shit, you already know. Uh, streets need that uh affiliate marketing program too. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I gotta figure out how to get into that because I, I definitely want to do one of those where it's like, you know, if you get a sale. If you get a sell off my shit, you know, I get you a percentage or I get you a couple dollars back or some shit like that. That is one of my things though. Like if you um if you buy some scare if you convince somebody to buy some scary money, I'll throw you a discount. That's that's what's I'll up. Be on that with your own name. Like that's real. You know, if you convince one of your homeboys to buy some shit, just be like, Hey, you know, what's your name caught this shit? All right, cool, Grande fifteen percent off next time you caught some shit. One time. So yeah, I do want to work on an affiliate marketing program though, because it's a it's a couple of folks that they got some sales and they probably never said that to me about it. Yeah, so but, you, so you definitely want to make sure you show love, you know. Definitely. So I know you say you don't have too many general plans, but it's not really a plan. I feel like everybody that is an entrepreneur or has a brand or has a goal that they want to achieve you don't necessarily have a plan, but you have a vision. Like you have some image in your head that you're either working towards or creating. 
What, yeah, so what does that image for scary money look like? Um, really, bro, I'm trying I'm trying to take it another level. So like also I won't scary money always gonna be my brand. I'm always gonna have my own merch until I die type shit. I'm always gonna put this shit out. So that's one thing. But uh I really wanted to be on some like I wanna have something in every lane, like SM SM trucking type shit. Like we got our own logistics or um SM embroidery and screen free. I'm trying to have my own factory type shit. That way just so I can have my own process. Like I can I can do my own process. Like so you wanna own career. the process of everything. Like, like you wanna um, own you wanna own your business and all of the businesses that go into it. Definitely. And I want to, you know, divert that through uh through my folks. Like, you know, I, I have my pops running the factory or some shit. I have my mom overseeing that shit. Like just, you know, always having somebody that's locked in with me in control. Like, cause I don't, don't want to be, I, I ain't trying to be the person that go through orders every single day. Like, oh, you know, eventually I don't, I don't even want to touch wanna it. Up. Come up with it. Yeah. I just want to, you know, come up with designs. Cool. Put that out. And I, you know, I collect the check and shit like that. And maybe I'll be in the photo shoots every now and again. But other than that, bro, I don't plan on having my hands in, I don't plan on having my hands all the way on it at all times, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a real boss delegate, too. Right now, it's just me, but pretty soon, I'm going to have a team and shit going on, bro. Like, one of these what, days, man. Not, and that's great. You actually brought me to my next question. So now that you're getting to – now that you've established yourself and you're starting to grow and starting to experience more scaling, what team members will you be looking for initially? Like, what, what, what team addition do you think – will help your business the most where you at right now? Um probably like a CPA for real. Like just somebody that handle all my finances and shit, bro. Cause I got I got receipts and everything, but it's like um I ain't gonna lie taxes make me a little bit nervous. So this this is my first this is my first year LLC. So taxes is a little scary for me. So next time around we're gonna see like how that goes. Um. So yeah, that's 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 probably the first thing. Taxes. Um. I wanna I wanna get a, I wanna get a business coach actually, like just somebody to talk to about, or just you know just somebody to work, somebody to just kind of help me scale, get bigger, yeah. get better with, get better with my business. Um. Shit, I don't know though. Like, that, that's all I got for now. No, I mean no, normally, I mean that, that's normal though, bro. It seems like. Those definitely seem fitting for where you're at and, and how you do business. Because I think that also changes how you build a team. How you do business is going to change what you're looking for with support. Because everybody needs different types of support. Definitely. But, man, for real, for real, you've obliterated my list of questions, bro. You ran through them so fast. And, I'll, and I'll, honestly, independently, bro, I really do appreciate you coming on, being real open with your journey, just really just taking everybody through damn near every detail. I feel like I done, I done got damn started scare money with you, bro. Shit. For sure, bro. Bro, Appreciate what? Appreciate you having me on here, man. Man, what, man? I, it's a pleasure to have you, bro. I really, like, I genuinely appreciate you uh, sharing your experience, man. I'm learning a lot from it. And and God willing, everybody else that's listening learns a lot from it and can take and can take a little nugget or a little gem because many will drop and apply that to their business and, and keep going. But what is the... 
what is if you could go back in time and tell yourself and tell yourself something, what would what would be the one thing, the one thing you would tell yourself? LLC your shit immediately. Whew. And and get a business bank account immediately. The Navy Fed. Why do you say that? Shit, Navy Fed the best bank in the world for one. Uh when I first yeah, when, I started my, when I first uh started looking around for banks, I went to a couple places and they was like, Oh, you can start a business check-in, but to have a business credit line. You gotta have been LLC for at least two years. So I'm like, damn, I've been selling merch for two years, but I ain't been LLC for two years. So I'm like, bro, I could have, I could have cut some of my losses if I would have been doing this shit from the beginning. Like, just you know, I don't know exactly how it works. I know, I know you can, um, you can account for your losses on your taxes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly how that shit worked, but I know it would have been helpful for me to start sooner. It's it's kind of like a rebate type jump, like um, yeah. like 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 you calculate your whole tax bill with um, like an attorney that'll go through everything you owe from sales, this, that, and the third, and then you could, you know, you'll let's say you like how you said you bought a bunch of merchandise and it didn't sell, you would put the number of that down and it would deduct it all from the end, so it, it just will greatly reduce your tax bill, and honestly, it will absorb a lot of liability as well because you can't be liable for something that you took a loss on. Don't quote me on that. That's just for my own research. Yeah, but damn, bro, that's that's real. A lot of people, because a lot of people actually say the opposite. They be like, "Yeah, bro, just start, just start, just get started and do it," but run into similar problems. So that's that's real. That's real. Bro. Appreciate you telling me. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely important to have, like, um, you you gotta have the paperwork done too. Just like if if the paperwork ain't right, the business gonna fail. So you gotta have the paperwork done, bro. It's either you either gonna do it before or after, but it's better to just do it before you get in a fucked up situation. That way, the fucked up situation don't get there. Facts. Prevention yeah, is so. prevention is the best is the best solution. Definitely, bro. Man, and is there anything else that you would like to leave to everybody listening? Um. Yeah, I'll just say, man, like, uh. Some people see me with a clothing brand and be like, man, I'm going to start my clothing brand too. Like, man, don't get in this shit if you're not into fashion, for one. And two, don't get into it if you don't have, like, if you don't, if you like, okay, I want to start a clothing brand, but I need an idea. Bro, don't start no clothing brand, bro. Just do something else. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't got to do it because it's, it's hot or because you see somebody else having fun with it. Like, bro, I, I love clothing. Like, this is... I'm passionate about like fashion and you know putting that shit on just all that shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't just don't just jump into a lane just because somebody else look like they have emotion with it, bro. Like you really gotta be prepared to be consistent with this shit if you wanna win. I ain't even winning. I don't think I'm winning yet, but you know what I'm saying? From the outside looking at a nigga doing good. I am doing good with it, but I ain't exactly where I wanna be. But with all that being said, just make sure you're ready to put your all into some shit, whatever you get into. Facts. That's real spill. You hit it right on the head, bro. Well, we appreciate having you, bro. Again, I appreciate you coming on, sharing a lot of wisdom with us, sharing your experience with us here at Grande Game. Uh, 
It's wonderful to have you. We're gonna we gonna bro, we're gonna make this a regular thing, man. Hopefully, regular thing, recurring collabs, all that, all that, man. Nigga, For sure, bro. Nigga, scare money, grind that game. We we gonna get up. Whether it oh, be now later, bro. in between, you feel me? But we got work. To do. But for everybody out there listening, man, stay motherfucking grande. Become a scared money soldier today. Click that motherfucking link. You know what I'm saying? Don't think about it. Just click. You know what I'm saying? Give us a wink, man. Get us on social media. Get a Chris on everything. Be sure to stay tuned. And long live the fucking chef, man. Long live Jesse the motherfucking chef. Oh, so long live Jesse, man. Let me just tag my shit. Uh, big Turnpike on Twitter. Stone Cold Sauce Austin on Instagram. That's my personal. Scared Money CO on uh, Instagram as well. And scaredmoney.shop for the site. So, shit, tap in. Tap in. As always, man, another episode of Great Grande Game TV. Stay inspired. Little Grande, nigga. We'll catch y'all in the next one.